0: Radio Western.
1: Good morning. It's Monday. How are you, Brian?
0: Uh, Pretty good. How are you?
1: (laughs) Good. This is Outlook on 94.9 CHRW Radio Western on a Monday morning, and uh, we are two blind Canadians. Right, Brian?
0: Yes, we are, as as far as I know. (laughs) I'm a Canadian citizen.
1: (laughs) As far as you. And... uh, Check your citizenship after this, just to be yeah, sure. just
0: just to <laughs> confirm. Um, yeah, it's a it's the last episode of November.
1: Oh, is it? I don't know if you knew that, goodness.
0: Yeah, next next uh, Monday will be December second. So,
1: right, and it's it's one one month till Christmas. Well, Christmas Eve. And oh no, Christmas is the twenty fifth, right?
0: Yeah, it is one month today, Christmas <laughs> Day. And I also think I have to check if it's this week or next, but I'm pretty sure this is our fiftieth episode. Ooh, which is also exciting. Um, yeah, as you heard in the theme, you can find us on Facebook where we post links to our new episodes that we that we put online.
1: facebook.com slash try.
0: outlook on radio Western. <laughs> um, so as we mentioned last week, we have a topic for today's show.
1: Well, yeah, that's why I, I announced this as blind Canadians. <laughs> did you get that? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, because that is the name of a magazine. That we're going to talk about today, the blind Canadian.
0: Yeah, so it was uh, put together by um, through the CFB a number of years ago, um, and volume sixteen was just released online. And I, th- I don't know if the print editions are ready yet or just online at the moment.
1: So um, the editor has print issues there, and she's she just emailed me yesterday and offered because in the past we would get some sent to us from uh, for, in Ontario here from out west. Um, and then, like, the chairman, Eric here, would, you know, send them around. But she's asking me now, if, since I'm um, assistant editor, if, she, if I want some sent directly to me. So I might I might get some sent to me. Why not?
0: Yeah, so they are, the print the print editions yeah. are out now? Yeah, um, I think I
1: could get them probably by the end of the week if I let her know.
0: Do you know how people can get those at all? Because I see on the website, um, if, if, if anyone listening just goes to cfb.ca on the homepage... There is a link to the brand new Blind Canadian, which is in HTML as well as a PDF file. Um, So you can either download it, and that that way you'd have all the... There's some images and pictures in there as well, Mm -hmm. so you'd have the full PDF, or you can just check it out online as well um, on the website.
1: But they announced the photos in the... the online one. I, I saw Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I guess they do as well.
1: I, I assume they're there or are they just descriptions? No, of I
0: think I think the images are there. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but as to my point about if someone wanted a printed adi- edition, do you happen to know or do we need to look into that?
1: Um, so basically, you would probably, you could email uh, our show, Outlook, and ask me or us.
0: Yeah, that's our email, um, which we haven't added to the theme yet. No, we haven't. Um, which is outlook on Radio Western at
1: gmail.com, yeah.
0: Uh, there's so many Ways, ways you can find us. So that's why sometimes just having the options of Facebook and Twitter are convenient. It's just some people might not use those services these days. Some you people like know, email. So yeah, so it's good to have all. Options. So you
1: can email us there, and I can get you some. Um, or you could inf- uh, email info at cfb.ca and request some. And uh, any you know anybody who takes time and requests magazines that way, they would send you some. It
0: would be kind of nice if there was a, um, <laughs> a a link on the website to just click and order a print one to get delivered to you. Kind well, of that
1: way, would but. be nice. How do you set that up?
0: Uh, whoever's in charge of the CFB website. Yeah, so
1: apparently the CFB website is being retooled. They were putting out, looking for people to bid on the project or whatever you want to call it. Um, to They got a little bit of money to help pay for someone to, to work on the website and get paid for it, so that's nice. But um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm totally not, still not clear where all this uh, magazine goes out to. I know it goes out to certain politicians' offices. Um. Yeah, you know, and you have those thoughts like, does anybody even bother reading this? Well, it is
0: one of those things. It's like <laughs> it's like the, uh, with the internet now in these days, there's so much out there. Um, and I'd never heard of the, the blind Canadian until I got involved mm-hmm. with the CFB a couple of years ago. But if you do, um, well, at least in this area, anyway, I googled it from my computer. I just typed in "blind Canadian" and it was the first link that showed up. Um, oh, cool. So it should you should definitely be able to find it if if you're interested and it's highly recommended. Um, so, let's maybe start by you um, talking, Carrie, as you're, the, um, you're now the assistant editor mm-hmm. of this magazine as of, like, recently. You weren't involved in the previous issue, I don't think. No. Right? This is your first time? I just...
1: Yeah. <clears throat> the last few years, I've been aware of the magazine and read certain things in it, and I actually wrote a few things that were accepted in it, um, and uh, I just... I wondered about how it, how it worked you know who, I knew Doris I knew who the editor was but I, I heard that she did most of it alone and I just was like wow you know this would be a project something I could offer my skill set to as far as you know when you get involved with advocacy in this kind of organization you you, you don't know where you could fit in maybe or what's your, what's your best use of time and how you could contribute so I just thought this would be a good place and a good training ground for me as a writer to get some more experience you know I can put assistant editor on my resume now <laughs> and I'm learning some great tips and stuff from Doris who just completed a creative writing um, degree at uh, Victoria in Victoria there BC so um, yeah she, she's she been doing it longer than I haven't but I just wanted to give her a helping hand so that's why I offered my my assistance and she so, gladly took it
0: so as assistant editor what um, what was your overall job in this project
1: so Basically, this issue, my first issue, maybe is a good one to be involved with as my first because um, we didn't have to gather things from all over the place, uh, which is what she basically does all year. She keeps an eye out for things that would make good articles and then anybody's always welcome to um, submit something. Uh, And uh, this one was all from our convention in May. So that made it easier as far as material. We just, um, so basically we had it recorded uh, and both of us went through it sort of and she sort of decided, well, I think these talks would be would fit good for the theme of our magazine. Um, and so she came up kind of with a, a rough draft um, table of contents and then we p- kind of divvied up the, the jobs. So she would give me a certain amount of articles um, and she'd say, okay, now go listen back to them and try and write, write out... Like a transcript so, of
0: them. So, um, just to clarify for the listeners, so then you were pretty much translating... Um, translating. ...from the audio recordings from the convention of the speeches that a bunch of people gave at yeah. the convention back in May yeah. were just translated into text for the magazine.
1: But basically, you go through and, you know, when somebody's talking and then you're trying to transcribe it, there's there's things you take out or you, there are little things you alter. You don't alter anything big because then you're taking you know that you're taking from their speech
0: yeah and you don't you also don't want to be like changing someone's wording no. too much but occasionally but occasionally um, I noticed actually
1: um, did you notice a mistake
0: well no oh, okay. uh, not specifically cool just, just calm down over there <laughs> just I wasn't about to criticize it's
1: like you, you go through it a million times and like multiple people went through it multiple times and then we'll you probably still find something
0: yeah any sort of editing you still people <laughs> end up missing something but um, that wasn't that wasn't my point okay um
1: Proceed with your point.
0: Uh, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought because you uh, <laughs> sort of interrupted me. Did there. You really? I, don't, I don't even know what I was talking when I was trying to get at. Oh shoot! Um,
1: Something you noticed?
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. Now I'm thinking again. <laughs> um, so pretty much um, we did do um, just just a side note. We did do a couple um, episodes about the convention mm. um, back in May after it happened.
1: The actual audio clips.
0: With clips and stuff, um, which you can find um, th- on our on our SoundCloud and online. Um, so we have kind of covered this stuff briefly before, but this is more in depth. Um, but what I noticed was at the convention, Carrie and I did a presentation on this show.
1: Yeah, I was curious what you thought of that article, the way I translated it.
0: Yeah, so you were in charge of translating that one then mm-hmm. f- from our speeches. But then
1: Doris went over it too and made a few different changes. So,
0: um, so yeah, and that, that showed a bit of the casual part where um, one of the things we've noticed doing this show is sometimes Carrie, well, Carrie as well, and me, use the word sort of quite a bit <laughs> um, and I'd have I'll have to bring up the article uh, at some point Sarah. here in the show but I, I say something like this is sort of an opportunity to um, spread the word about blindness and stuff so,
1: <laughs> like is it just sort of that's what I mean so that's
0: that's or- an example of, of a, um, a transcript of an interview or uh, of a speech that
1: yeah.
0: shows the casuals Human quality of it; right. it's not the prop perfect writing. It's good to include a bit of that, but sometimes if a speech had too many,
1: yeah, it's a fine line. Like That
0: then you might you wouldn't want to necessarily trans- translate all of
1: that. If every other word, or you know, once once in once in every sentence, what somebody was saying, um, um, like there's no real need to leave that in. I
0: don't right. think
1: they'd have an issue that we took that out. No. To. So, but yeah, that's the fine line we walk. Like, special specifically with the Outlook article. Um, I would have, like, a couple times I left some of the introductory remarks out or the things Mary Ellen would say at the end before she announced the next speaker. I would take that out and then Doris would be like, no, no, leave that in. It makes it feel more natural and captures how the speech was.
0: Right? So. And just to clarify for anyone listening, um, we've mentioned before, but Mary Ellen Gabius is the uh, president of the CFB here in Canada and Doris, while uh, the editor of the Blind Canadian. Um, is also the secretary of the Canadian Federation of the Blind.
1: Yeah, so you know, Mary Ellen was announcing everybody, and then we were trying to keep up with the schedule that day. So she was announcing everybody at quite a pace, right? But she made little remarks here and there. and uh, you know, when I made that remark about that people should, so basically our outlook article um, was us going up to the microphone, giving a brief introduction. Or Mary Ellen gave us an introduction. Then we played the sizzle reel that you made, right? Like an audio yeah. display of, of what we
0: clips from the show. Outlook so far up
1: to that point, and um, and you didn't have a you just had you just held your phone to the mic. Remember the sound issue was sound
0: yeah equipment up yeah, there. It's another technical thing from
1: anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so we played sure. the sizzle reel for everybody, and everybody was very really impressed by that because it was really well done. Um, and then we had some remarks at the end and then at one point I said you know we get told everybody where they can find us and what time and that we'd love to have any any of them on as guests someday and then I said and you should just tune in because f- let's face it Brian and I are delightful and that <laughs> that got a laugh so that's the kind of thing Doris left in which I was like uh, I don't know do we leave that in um, anyway, I think it came together quite nicely. Um, but it's a different kind of article, you know, the way it's laid out.
0: Yeah, and it's different because um, most of the other speeches were the actual person talking the whole time, whereas ours was, a, uh, as Carrie said, the sizzle reel, so a whole bunch of clips from our show. Um, so transi- translating that out worked pretty well. It's just it's a bit of a different style than if it were just a straight-up speech. Mm-hmm. Um, most
1: of them were straight-up speeches.
0: Yeah, so so yeah, this, this issue, the 16th, um, or volume 16, out in November, here, um, focused entirely on the CFB's Employment Empowerment May 2019 convention.
1: Yeah, that was our title for the convention. Um, and
0: I'll just read a, a quick little um, blurb about what's, um, what the magazine covers. Um, it says, Blind People Speak on Jobs, Blindness, Skills, Training, Travel, Interests, Advocacy, Successes. And Outlook CFB on the radio, so that See, was mentioned right we in the.
1: got in the headline.
0: In the headline for this magazine, which I wasn't.
1: CFB on the radio with an exclamation that. mark.
0: I wasn't expecting that, but uh, yeah, you you are listening to CFB on the radio. Well, <laughs> it's called Outlook, but it's also Outlook CFB. Um, and then here on the PDF, um, they start They started the talk at the top by mentioning kind of what the CFB is. I don't know if I maybe should quick read that
1: yeah, just a reminder for
0: people. So yeah, it says the Canadian Federation of the Blind is not an organization speaking for the blind. It is the blind speaking for themselves. And that really illustrates this magazine because this is all primarily blind people um, doing all these who gave all these speeches and and this magazine was put together by blind people. Um, so that right there um, demonstrates the philosophy of this organization.
1: Yeah, I, like, it's just, I mean, there are newsletters out there talking about issues blind Canadians are facing, but um, this one just, I just was really glad to discover it, and I now that I'm assistant editor, I'm trying to find ways to spread wor- the word that it's a thing in Canada.
0: <laughs> and thats that's where we always... Come. I just got
1: to get a whole bunch and then just leave them random places. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's very a very successful approach to it but um I just think yeah so normally we'll so basically we'll take a Christmas break now and we'll get back to doing issue two we try to do two issues a year um and it is different when so one of them every year is I think always the convention which gives you a lot of material as I was saying um so it was just weird being there like you said now that you're reading over some of these articles it was weird being there and witnessing these speeches live and then listening back to them by recording and trying to and it's really interesting trying to translate these things um, I don't know you just you're writing out someone's words like that and uh, then to sort of the, see it in print it's different right
0: yeah, there's always a difference. um in a lot of ways, actually hearing the speeches is is nice just because you get the personal effect a little bit more, but reading it is also a, a different method. And you do sometimes pick up on things that you missed. Um, I noticed today, looking through the the well, magazine before I got here. there were a couple points that I just you know, when you're sitting there for eight hours listening to people speak, true. My mind drifts occasionally. <laughs> and um so there were a couple things i I had come across that I'd missed out on,
1: but fresh perspective, uh, yeah. Anything specific or not?
0: <laughs> I should have an example, uh, but I don't.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, um, yes, yeah, so, so as that introduction sort of said, the theme was employment empower- empowerment. And there was a big, a bit of a debate going on about this whole thing that makes the news often because it's a catchy headline, the the unemployment rate for blind people in Canada, in the US, wherever. Um and, you know, if you would listen to some of the people we feature in the magazine, they're doing quite well for themselves with work, right? And 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 in a way, they they make it seem, in a weird way, they make it seem like this is easy, guys.
0: Well, it's not that they make it sound easy. It seems, <laughs> seems like they've spent a lot of time going to school or, they, well, or on the job with prior training yeah, or something. Yeah, they
1: they've worked hard but, at these things. But
0: it, it is, it always, um, one of the uh, people in this article um, or in this magazine discusses, how and this has been the discussion before. Um, how this this high employment unemployment rate of seventy percent, whatever you might say, how accurate is that? And it's it is a tough thing because stats in general are can be tricky. Um, you also don't take into account that I don't know what the percentage is these days. Um, I know it is hard to find work for anyone. The overall employment rate of the unemployment rate of the general population still isn't like perfect. Yeah. So. Some of this is included in that. Obviously, not every blind person is going to find a job, um, just like every sighted person has trouble finding a job. Um, and who knows how accurate these stats are. And I guess the main point of it being, it's not a good thing to look at it and think, oh, this. there's 70% of blind people or whatever are unemployed, so it's hopeless, and why bother trying? It just seems and like too difficult of a... that's what some of
1: the speakers um, were trying to get across to us. So right? that's
0: why, yeah, that's why it's like, Sure, it, it's important to read those stats and and be aware of that to sh- see that we need improvement. But you also can't let it bring you down because, for one, they might not be totally accurate, and two, like it's just it's not really a healthy <laughs> method of just like looking at that and making you feel hopeless. It's
1: defeatist, yeah.
0: Yeah. Instead, you should just try to. It's that's why it's nice to have this issue where it shows people who do have jobs because that wake that could be you know inspiring for for the reader.
1: Yeah, because um, what this says is. Uh, as far as the magazine here is that um, the CFB, we we believe it's respect respectable to be blind. We believe that proper train with proper training and opportunity, blind people can compete on terms of equality with their sighted peers. Right, and that the real problem, in many ways, with blindness is not the lack of um, of eyesight. It's um, it's the lack of. You know, positive Im- information about blindness in in society and and the achievements of those of all of us who are really trying. We're all we're all just yeah, trying to we're get all by our
0: best. Uh, and, and yeah, like you know, some of the some of the main goals of the CFB just to remind um, anyone or educate anyone who doesn't know. Um, a big part of it is blind people mentoring blind people, um, as well as public education about the abilities of blind people and advocacy to create better opportunities and training for blind Canadians. Um, so, yeah, as you can see, there are we have plenty of goals and objectives. It's just it's it's always a work in progress. so Ugh.
1: and so the, these conventions are pretty important every year. They bring people together and they do provide inspiration and a way to meet people and make connections and and just see what what other people are doing and the successes they're having and some of the struggles and because there's a, there's there's both plenty of both to be found at these conventions when you talk to people. And that's just life. Um, But, um, so yeah, so, and one of our articles we feature here is actually about this group that we started. Uh, I don't know if people are familiar with the term mastermind group, but I heard it from a writer several years back, uh, talking about how he and a bunch of writers get together and talk. Yeah, so maybe
0: let's quickly, um, let's kind of just go through in order.
1: um, Okay, well...
0: I have the table of contents up here, so you can
1: read the table of contents. I, well, I'm
0: not going to sit here and read the whole thing. We were but.
1: talking to, about employment, so I jumped to our.
0: Well, I was just that's c- the first article after this one, so oh, I thought okay. I'd just quickly. Good. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we both have the same reading materials here, so it's like, which what, what do I what do I um, take from it, and what does Brian take from it? Or,
0: well, I was just going to say the first the first article um, in the magazine is just a 2019 em- Employment Empowerment um, Convention Report. So that's just yeah. an overall report about the convention, um, which is followed by.
1: It's like it's a it's a, you know, p- you know, daily. She, basically, she lists everything that that occurred.
0: So for it's pretty much a summary of <laughs> yeah, the very whole.
1: very very um, it you know and a depth not even summary.
0: just not just the speakers, but she includes the um. If if you did catch our episodes about the convention, she talks about the the little refreshment uh, sort of. Uh, I don't know, dinner appetizers, appetizers kind of thing. And the they auction where I was the auctioneer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
1: we, both of us get a mention, you get a mention for your auctioneering to raise money. That one, the Friday night there. And I get a mention that uh, for the panel I ran on the philosophy of um, CFB.
0: Um, so yeah, it goes into that. And then it does go, the next article is the employment mastermind group. Um, just, just to let you know, we are about down to our last five minutes. So <laughs> um.
1: I wasn't even looking at the time today. <laughs> I finally have a chance to, to, to look at time now, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, there's a lot to cover, and I don't. I, I didn't want to sit here and read out every article. Right? Anyway. No,
0: I'd rather people go to cfb.ca and find this <laughs> magazine themselves and, and check it out because there is a lot of great info. There's this inf- uh, an article about our employment mastermind group that Carrie was talking about, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, we've we've talked we've mentioned on the show a bit before. Um,
1: it's just another one of our things we're trying to try and get some some work if we want to work at these issues that we that are still issues, then I just I thought we we need to try something and maybe it'll you know it'll <laughs> won't turn out so well, but you got to try but it um, wasn't it so then there's some employment issue articles and then there's some like like the introduction said some other things
0: right so um there's there's an article about um a personal support worker from out west um. Who is blind and, and you'd think
1: a blind person could never do that job right I would have thought that pretty much
0: yeah and again it's an interesting it doesn't mean every blind no, person can do it No, not everybody I obviously. could definitely not do it <laughs> um, but that's a very interesting article because it shows the struggles that um, this person went through to get the job yes um, there are um, there's someone who's the project manager for HSBC. Um, And I didn't even know about
1: a project manager until I met her.
0: Right. So she talks about strategies for success.
1: Yes, very strategic.
0: Yeah. Um, And then someone who works for the Canada Revenue Agency. It's a very interesting article. Um, I guess. I guess it's actually like not too difficult of a job to get. And out west, they um, specifically, um, her employer said they were actually specifically looking for more um, blind Mm -hmm. um, people. So. That's a that's a Canadian wide. Um, obviously, the Canada Revenue Agency is is uh, <laughs> national, so it's something that you know I, even anyone blind in Ontario could look into. Um, I've kind of considered looking into it myself, as I've have have a bit of interest in math and banking and all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of guide dog. Oh yeah. Um, it's hard issues. when
1: we've been out of that world for so long, but then you hear a story like from Georgia there in in the magazine, who's Apparently, three times in a one mall visit, a security guard approached her and questioned her about her dog. It's just the way the world's going, unfortunately. I don't get it, but anyway.
0: Yeah, that's the whole other issue that it's come up on the show before, but it's discussed in, in detail in this magazine about this new ID um, that they're requiring for for guide dog owners because of a lot. Um, well, apparently, fake service dogs that people bring into places. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it just goes to show how little education businesses well, have about a guide dog. Because it is, it is obvious we, when it's...
1: Well, that's why we can't stop talking about all this stuff. People think, well, you know, we have it pretty good, or we're we're done. Everyth- everybody's fine with these things. But things like this can happen. We can re- regress. So I think you just have to keep talking about these things to whoever might listen. But yeah, some articles were more business-like, and some of them were more um, personal. Like I said, George's guide dog story. Um, then there was a story about a girl who traveled to India. It really, really wonderful travel story.
0: Yeah, that one's definitely worth worth reading as well. Um, traveling to India all by herself. It's very um, inspirational. And I actually, just to, to finish up, I really liked, uh, at the end of the magazine, I guess this is what they do in every issue maybe there's a yeah. recipe
1: yep so doris is-, is the editor and she um she likes to cook and stuff so she likes to include recipes which is good cuz a lot of blind people struggle with with eating right and cooking and
0: yeah it's a nice uh, simple recipe at the end of this uh, magazine and i think that was kind of a neat idea just after all this serious <laughs> advocacy and everything it just kind of seemed like a nice way to end end the magazine are you going
1: to go home and cook that recipe make it up
0: maybe it is a fish recipe and i do love i do like fish quite a bit so Maybe I will. Um, and there also is a part in here about how to donate, which our, our this organization isn't. You know, we're not all about that, but at the same time, we yes. do it does need money, even though it's, it's a grassroots, grassroots,
1: not for profit. Um, we, we do need money
0: to cover it. these conventions and provide all these opportunities for blind people to get together. So um, there is a nice write up in the magazine about the, the different ways you can donate, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, I guess that that pretty much sums it up. There's 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 a lot of content in there, but there's a
1: lot in there. So I would encourage people just to check it out, um, just so you can open your eyes a little, maybe about what what blind Canadians um, get up to, They're just like everyone else. But yet there are certain unique struggles and um, challenges and and interesting opportunities that we have because of our blindness. So I think this is a great publication, and I hope to. I'm, I'm glad to be supporting it in the way I am now.
0: Yeah, it's great that you can contribute as assistant editor and we look forward to hearing about the next one when it comes out next year. We'll cover that on the show.
1: Yeah, and we got some great sure. photos in there too.
0: Yeah, there are a bunch of photos of us at our barbecues and uh, this,
1: this photo's going photos going along with this Outlook story so.
0: as well. Yes. All right, we'll uh, see, you in, see you in December. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.